In April 2021, Vanity Fair Spain posed the question, is a new era beginning for the world of travel? The article opens with, in the face of the pandemic and digitization, we have started to travel differently. Many have gravitated to local and rural tourism, while others have decided to wait patiently and save money for a five-star trip to a transoceanic destination. Some lucky ones have also been able to choose their place of work on the map. There are those who have stayed at home, but also those who have moved through our country, teleworking every day from a different location. This has changed the tourism sector, and many travel lovers and professionals in the sector have drawn a big question mark on their heads. What will travel be like in the future? In Spain, tourism is an undisputed economic engine, and in Madrid, twice awarded the World Travel Organization's coveted title of World's Leading Destinations Meeting Space, the need to reassess, redefine, and reinvent is front and center. David Noak Perez is the director of the Madrid Convention Bureau, and his team at the MCB is tackling that challenge head on. Without question, the pandemic has raised the global cry for more thoughtful, intentional, and sustainable travel. And that requires destinations to be more creative than ever in redefining their role and creating a map for the coming years. In the context of sustainable tourism, David Nowak and the team at Madrid Convention Bureau has done some groundbreaking work with ESRO, the European Society for Radiotherapy and Oncology for their 2021 Congress. ESTRO and the MCB began planning for a groundbreaking event in 2018 that would very intentionally create and nurture a legacy value for Madrid and the people of Spain. As Noak puts it, the partnership with the leading medical oncology society in Europe has been transformative. This experience has been a gift, a great opportunity, but is an important change. It's not about tourism, but about medicine. It has been a learning journey that has laid the foundations for us to start talking more about legacy events and assets. The objective of the project was the ongoing greater visibility for a treatment regimen that can effectively treat 40% of cancers, but gets only 5% of funding. Asked if other CVBs are following this path, NOAC says, not so much so, but the Astro case is exceptional. Not all candidates are like that. David sees a future where the MCB collaborates with MICE players to define legacy projects and leave more value on the ground in the destination to meet and serve the local citizens. In my humble opinion, a huge step in the right direction for sure. Good day, David. How are you? Where are you? Hello, David. Good afternoon. I'm in Madrid and I'm fine. Thank you. We are optimistic. Uh, our infection rate in the country is decreasing. We are now around 30 cases per 100,000 inhabitants, which is, I would say, good compared to, to where we came from. Uh, but we still are very conscious of, of what may happen if we well, if we are not, if we do not take care. David, um, first of all, congratulations, the WTO designation twice as the world's leading uh, meetings destination. Um, that's a lot of work, isn't it? That's a, the result of, of the city's work of, of, of all our industry. Uh, this was the, the world award. We have received three times in, in the past three years, the European awards. And tomorrow we will see if we again for a fourth year 
are recognized like as Europe's leading meeting and conference destination. So maybe tomorrow we're going to have one more year of success. Well, fantastic work. Um, my, I, I hope to see tomorrow another success for you. Um, being in first place is always fun, but being the leading, one of the leading world's leading meeting destinations in the pandemic was tough. I, I very much want to talk about this legacy value piece, but first give us an overview um, of the Madrid situation. How, how did you fare in the last 20 months? It must've been a huge shift for you. It, it has been a, a huge shift for, for us, but I would say for, for almost everyone, destinations, uh, companies, uh, everyone has been really hit by, by this crisis. Um, what we have done is just adapt uh, to our new, to the new needs of our members, of our, of, of our clients. Obviously, it, it was a very demanding time. There was lack of information uh, and we had to to, to change what we did. Promotion was not on, on, on the first things to do. Obviously, we had to be with our members, with our industry, and try to, to support them in these difficult times. And we have done, well, the best we could. Are you seeing the numbers begin to return for you? Well, let me answer you with one fact. I was yesterday in an awards ceremony in Madrid with a dinner with 600 people under the same roof. Uh, so yes, things are going better. Uh, we meet again without limitation, but well, wearing masks with COVID certification and passport, but things are starting again. Well, that's, that's really encouraging. David, during the pandemic, one of the issues that really came to the forefront for destination organizations and, and uh, VCBs was the idea of really serving their local citizenry better, of leaving more legacy value in a destination once you've visited it and used it and, and per-used it and enjoyed it. Um, that's something, though, that long before the pandemic hit, you were working on with with the with the European Society for Radiotherapy Oncology, the program executed in 21, 2021, but you started planning that in 2018. So can you give us an overview of the ESTRO program? I think it's a fabulous program. I think it speaks very directly to the idea of legacy value. And I am just, I'm so intrigued with the way you were able to create something that had a really enduring impact, not just in Madrid, but in Spain. I think it was a really important project. So give us the high level on, on, on the Astro Legacy project, please. Yes, David, thank you. As, as you mentioned in, in the introduction, it, it was a, a really a learning process for us. It was a surprise when we first got the, the request for, for, for proposal from, from Astro, because they not only asked us for the infrastructure we had in, in the city, obviously, and the capacity of our hotels and, and the service providers, but they also included the, the obligation of develop a legacy project within the RFP, uh, which was 60% of, of the whole uh, proposal. So if you do not deliver a legacy proposal, there's no way that you get the business. So if we wanted to, to get the Estro in Madrid, we had to think about uh, a legacy project, which was really new and difficult for us because it, we, we had to think uh, about uh, radio, radiology and oncology together. Uh, and in Spain, 
so we had to contact our local stakeholders, learn about what is oncological radiotherapy, and and develop something specifically for Madrid and Spain that could be a, a legacy project for for Astro. So uh, it helped us a lot to start really or, or to to set legacy as an objective of our of our convention bureau. David, I, I can't imagine the first discussions when you, when you know the, the RFP is there and you're looking at legacy, the concept of what the legacy piece was going to be. There must have been many different points of and ideas around what it could be. I, I love where you ended on. Um, you ended on a, an enduring program that actually will really work to inform people of the efficacy of the radiotherapy model, but in those early days, you must have been looking and thinking about everything. I mean, they, they didn't hand you the legacy project. They didn't tell you what it was. They told you to invent it, didn't they? Yes, obviously. They told us which, what was the situation of the oncological radiotherapy in Spain, which were the main issues that ESTRO had detected in Spain. And in concrete for Spain, uh, it was the lack of information that uh, physicians and uh, and uh, families and, and obviously of, of and people with, with cancer had about the treatment. So they wanted to increase the knowledge on, on this way of treating the, the cancer. And that's it. With this information, we had to, to present a, a project. So obviously we, we, we needed help and we contact local uh, scientists and, and obviously specialists in oncology and in radiotherapy uh, and also the National Society. And together we, we thought what we could do, not without bearing in mind that we are a tourism organization. Uh, right. Because right. it's important. Um, we, we have to foster tourism, but it's not us who says what has to be done in, 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 in oncological radiotherapy. So it was really a, a, a work together with scientists and physicians, and it was really really interesting because we we learned a lot so in the end you develop a program that stays in madrid and in spain for years to come that's really focused on increasing awareness of the fact that radiotherapy is highly effective um in, in you know it's it's used just five percent of the time as, as the briefing said but it could be 40 it's effective in 40 percent of cases that stays in the market. Um, that's I, I'm assuming it's an always-on channel now, and it's an ongoing um, advocacy for the for the right treatment. How does how does Madrid react to that? They, I mean, there must have been a lot of press and a lot of idea, uh, a lot of discussion around the idea of what you were doing. How did that play out? Well, what we saw in this process is that what, there was not uh, a source of information about this uh, way of treating cancer. So we thought that this, this could be a tangible legacy for, for everyone. And that's why we developed this specific website, which is called inforadioterapia.com. I say it in Spanish because it's only in Spanish, because it's just for, for Spanish people. Um, and there everyone can find lots of information that they may not know about radiological therapy, uh, oncology, sorry. And, and this was our, our main project, but together with a communication campaign. And obviously, uh, the, the first who were really surprised and happy that we did it was the National Society of Oncological Radiotherapy, 
and uh, also in our industry it was well, one nice example of how you can develop legacy together with in the business industry that legacy value isn't it's not academic we we as destination organizations and bcbs recognize as, as we said in the opening in the pandemic it's become critical that we have a better alignment with our with our local societies and that we that we leave legacy value i'm i'm really encouraged by what i see um out there i think this is a really leading example do you think across the board we're going to see a, a greater focus on legacy value travel and of dmos in particular playing a more central role in that well I, we will try at least madrid is part of a bigger or broader uh, association which is best cities uh, we are 11 cities worldwide working together networking and sharing information and also one of our main objectives is trying to well, persuade the associations to act similar to Estro and include legacy proposals in their RFPs. So I think this is a nice way to, to foster uh, legacy in our meeting industry if our clients ask us to, to include or to, to hand uh, a legacy project together with the rest of the information for the city. So with your with your best cities peer, is that an ongoing discussion now? The 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 idea of legacy value of the the concept of what you did in Madrid is that is that a front and center discussion now? Yes, actually we're gonna meet. Uh, I think from the second to the fifth of December in Madrid in a global forum, which is an annual event that best cities organizes together with a number of international associations. We want to talk in general about inclusion through tourism but also specifically addressed the, the example of Estro and, uh, well, uh, yeah, persuade or, I don't know how we would say it, associations really to, to think about including legacy in the, in the project. So this is an objective that we have set uh, as an association and that we will continue working along 2022. This is great. And, and, and let's be really clear, you know, the meetings convention industry has always had a focus on legacy value. We just have articulated it in different ways. And the, the usual set of metrics is, you know, what is the average traveler spend like? How much of the spend stays in the destination? So we're used to tracking that legacy value, but this is a different kind of legacy value. This is a value, this is a legacy value impact on the social fabric of a destination. Will will the Madrid Convention Bureau start to suggest to clients that there's some legacy value work that can be done here that's good for them and good for the destination? Do you see including it in proposals maybe in the future as a suggestion, even when it's unsolicited? Well, Estro was just the beginning uh, and we are being really proactive. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we, we present a new tool, a digital tool that we have called PLUS, P-L-U-S, which is the it's platform for legacy with us and it's an actual tool uh, that is open to anyone who is willing to organize an event in madrid and what we will do with this tool is we will advise those meeting planners who want to include sustainability or legacy in the meeting in the design of their meeting we will help them to do so so the idea is to be really proactive uh, there is a an important number of stakeholders, NGOs, foundation associations that they can work with. 
So our aim is to to be the the point of contact between meeting planners and local stakeholders, you can develop uh, legacy projects with. So we really want to be proactive. I, I think that's fantastic. And you, you mentioned the word sustainability, uh, just a, a discussion point here between you and I. Prior to the pandemic, sustainability had a very um, environmental focus in terms of it. When people talk sustainability, they were usually talking environmental sustainability, recycling, repurposing. It seems to me in the pandemic that a destination sustainability is now social, economic, and environmental. Like when, when we talk to destinations about being sustainable, they talk about being part of the fabric of their society. They talk about economic benefits from the balance of, of trade influx. And of course, they talk about the environment. Are you seeing the same thing, David? Yes, obviously, uh, sustainability or environmental sustainability is just one part of, of, of the whole, as you said. We tend to focus on the environmental part, which is great and very important, but we also have to bear in mind the social sustainability. Uh, it, this means also that there is no impact or not negative impact with the local population, or that we can generate a positive impact on the local uh, population. And, and this is something we are also really looking forward to to do and that's why we have identified different stakeholders in our city that we would like to work with and this really is at the core of the best cities ethos as well isn't it yes and, and an example is as we said inclusion through tourism i think there's a lot of things that can be done working together with associations that work with different collective groups of, of people uh, that really can give us an, an added, added value to our meeting. And we or the meeting planners can also leave a positive impact on the city. So I think there's a win-win situation and we just need to foster this. David, I know you are literally back to back on, on meetings today. So one, one last point of discussion and we'll wrap it up. Are you seeing what Vanity Fair talked about, the emergence of a new kind of travel or a more intentional thoughtful traveler, whether it's transient tourism or meetings. Are you seeing that? Yes, for sure. Uh, I don't know how many of them, uh, but it will be growing. Uh, and we see this also in the corporate uh, in, the, in the corporate sector, where companies more and more uh, want to include sustainability in the, in the meetings or even environmental or, or social, so they, they care about this. Uh, there's a lot of talking, but we also have to be active and proactive doing something. That's what we try to do from, from Madrid as many other cities. Well, I got to thank you. Um, Madrid is a living case study of, of best practices and thoughtfulness in, in, the, in the tourism and the meeting sector. That said, uh, closing thoughts to share with your peers around the world on, on um, key issues or, or anything we haven't touched on. I'll give the final word to you, David. Uh, no, I mean, in, maybe in the past, we, we tend to address any association in the same way. Now we have to think of, of their mission and their vision of each association and trying to identify what is the goals that these associations wants to reach and how they can do it in our city. So this is what I would say, have a look on the mission and the vision of any association or particularly each of them and try to give them a, 
well, uh, tailor-made proposal. David Nowak, a huge pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for taking the time today. Um, best luck tomorrow with, uh, with the awards. Um, and I, I hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you, David, for your interest and for this nice conversation.